This is a podcast from Minute Media. You lose to the Texans or you're down to the Texans. You know you, you've lost the locker room, the coaching staff. It's not a good situation. I think, it's, I think he'll be one and done uh, in, 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 in Jacksonville. Breaking news, big man bets, week 15, and we are officially calling it the Hall of Famer, Greatest show on turf, left tackle, Orlando Pace with yet another one and two week as Nick Mangold, seven time Pro Bowler, New York Jet for life on that Hall of Fame ballot. Let's get him in uh, a three and oh performance. And now Nick on the year at 24 and 16, Orlando is 18 and 22. And gentlemen, I'm making the call. Nick is going to be the champion this year, week 15. Orlando, you can speak first about uh, losing to your fellow big man bet partner and 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 now a dominator of you in the betting world in 2021. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, obviously, <laughs> it, you know, it was a tough year. Uh, you know, I, I can give you all the cliches, but uh, one and two just not going to cut it for the next, uh, you know, for the last three or four weeks. Uh, but Nick, uh, congratulations. Um, you know, obviously, um, I'm not sure what we were betting, if anything. Um, I'll send you a nice bottle of wine or something, maybe. But, uh, you know, congratulations to you. I, I, you know, this year has been a strange year all the way around, but uh, one and two just can't get it done. <laughs> but we'll continue to, we'll continue to uh, fight on, man, and see if we can make some, you know, make it a little closer, close the gap a little bit. So. Yeah, you know, I, uh, first off, thank you. Uh, it was a lot of hard work, put a lot of time in, a lot of studying. Um, obviously, uh, making great picks out of nowhere is, is very difficult. Um, but I was, and hopefully my father-in-law doesn't pay attention. I don't think he knows how to do podcasts, but uh, we are getting him uh, in some etched martini glasses. And so we're at the store, and I saw that they also have some trophies and different uh, things. So I think I might get my own trophy made up um and i'll have that uh to present myself because we're doing this all virtual but in the end i think we're just here to give out winners and that's what we're doing and we're having fun doing it i'm actually surprised i thought with the way that i do bet um that i would definitely be like oh and 40. <laughs> so the fact that I'm, I'm on the positive side uh is a surprise to not only you guys but myself as as well you're a humble man, Nick. You're a really humble man there, I'm telling you. <laughs> and, and there, there is hope that some, someday this group gets together in person and there will be an actual trophy presentation. Uh, and Nick, uh, you know, hey, eight over. You're, 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 you're making the public some money here. And uh, Orlando, you didn't completely kill him. So I, I think overall it's a win for the show. So we can, we can all share in that. Not a win, gentlemen, as we get into it today uh, with your uh, former Ohio State coach, now two-win disaster in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer. I'm going to read you a quote from Lou Holtz. It says, God did not put Lou Holtz on this earth to coach in the pros. That's from Lou Holtz himself. Uh, I don't know exactly what's happened with Urban here, but I guess, Orlando, let's start with you here. Are you surprised that his tenure in Jacksonville in his first year has turned out as absolutely atrocious as it's been. I must, I must admit, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, just, just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know urban that well, just, but, but I know just, you know, from people around him that know him well, uh, it's a control thing in college. You can, you can control kids a little bit more in terms of, 
telling them what to do, how to do it. You can hold them accountable in a different way. When you get to the National Football League, um, you can't do that. Guys are making millions of dollars. Guys are professionals. They have kids to feed at home. Coaches are the same way. You can't berate your coaches. You can't, you know. And then with all that being said, you can't be at a bar during your bye week hanging out, you know, doing those things. That's that's just a recipe for disaster. I think the college landscape gives him a, a pass when you're in a college town like Columbus. You can you can do all those things and still have control because they love you so much uh, in, in that in those in those settings. But when you're in a professional, all all that matters are is wins. You have to win ball games and you have to win convincingly and you have to get your players to buy in. And if you lose all those things, uh, you won't have success in the National Football League. Yeah, I, and I don't know Urban at all. I don't think I've actually ever even shook his hand. Um, so I, I can't say one way or the other. But from an outsider looking in, um, it, it was kind of, you know, when you look at a, a decorated college coach coming in, uh, to the NFL and, and having to deal with those things that Orlando was talking about, talking, dealing with, you know, grown men who have families, who have, um, you know, people dependent on them and, and not just some, you know, 19 year old who just left his uh, family's house and is now, you know, living in college for the first time by himself. Um, there, there's whole different priorities. And when, he, A, I think he's very fortunate that he's stuck down in Jacksonville during this uh, time, because if he was in New York, or LA or, you know, one of the other big markets um, that really have the true media scrutiny, uh, it, it would it would have been over, you know, probably two months ago. Um, so he, he kind of got fortunate that way. But it just, it, in the end, you know, when you saw everything that was going on, the way that he, he came in in Jacksonville, you know, the, the way that he was kind of deemed the savior coach, he's got the first round quarterback, uh, first pick overall, and, you know, this is all all roses, and everything. And then he does he does different like um, not publicity, but just kind of stunts, you know, having Tebow come in and try to be a tight end. Like there was no point to that. And that was a wasted roster spot during training camp um, that, you know, was just it was like, why are we doing this? Because he can show that, you know, when he was at Florida with Tim, like they have this great relationship and they're going to show this great bond. Um, that doesn't, it doesn't move the needle, I don't think, in an NFL locker room. Um, and so going along, and then, you know, you have the debacle with uh, staying back in Ohio after the, the Thursday night game, um, you know, reports now coming out. And even to the point that I've heard that, um, you know, it's worse than what's actually coming out. And, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know what, listen, this happens on all 32 teams. You're going to hear about assistant coaches getting berated. Um, and, you know, there's, there's arguments all the time. But those things aren't getting leaked. And so the fact that these are getting leaked shows that there's some sort of dysfunction, a, a, a strong dysfunction um, in that organization. So I, I think we all kind of saw it coming. Um, it's very difficult to go from college to the NFL. Um, and so it, it's one of those things that's not really a surprise. You did want to see it happen because you're like, hey, listen, maybe there is somebody. Maybe there's somebody who can go from college, you know, great college coach that has won national championships, can't come to the NFL and, and translate um, but it does not look like as of now, uh, that's going to be Urban's story. And Jimmy Johnson yeah. was, you know, he knew it was one in 15 his first year and won Super Bowls, and Bill Walsh was two and 14. Just doesn't seem like that for Urban. Or Orlando, uh, jump back in here. But I, I just want to know like, one of the reports out there is that the Jaguar players were telling the Rams players how bad it is in Jacksonville. Like, did you ever have that experience? Either of you guys, Orlando, where other guys are like, it sucks over here. Don't ever come down here. I mean, did that go on? 
You know what, to be honest, and this is, it was on the flip side. Um, guys used to say Dick Vermeer used to have three and a half hour padded practices and guys used to, you know, I used to call my buddies and they're like, Hey, I'm home. And I'm like, dude, it's eight o'clock. I'm just now getting home. So guys used to be like, dude, it is rough here in St. Louis, three and a half hour practices. So it was one of those, those situations. Uh, the unfortunate part about urban though, is, um, you know, obviously the players are a little skeptical right now, but when you don't have coaches buying in and if they start leaking things and urban comes out, he doesn't help himself by saying, if I find out who leaks it, they're getting fired. Like, <laughs> that's not a good that's not a good PR like his his PR I mean his pressers sometimes make me cringe that goes ways back to, to Ohio State days when they were going through that scandal a little bit so I think he just needs to, to, to handle the PR a little bit better keep everything in house don't come out and make these comments because it just makes things worse in that locker room but I'm sure guys are guys are got because guys Nick as you know they talk around the league and guys will tell you know, what is the culture like there in Jacksonville? Either I hate it here. They'll tell other coaches, Hey, come, come get me in free agency or make a trade or whatever it might be. They'll have all their agents on the phone trying to get out of Jacksonville uh, if possible. Yeah, we had that um, when my early, early on in my career with the Jets, it was Mangini and he was trying to take the strong Belichick, uh, hard line approach and you know we were having the the full on practices and uh really beating each other up and you know it was kind of one of those things where it wasn't people talking bad about their team it was more like hey listen it is tough over here <laughs> like it is it is not pretty I mean we had a, we ended up I think we it was my second year maybe I can't remember exactly who it was but I thought we traded for a running back from San Fran um and I think he had heard like how difficult it was and so like he ghosted for two days just didn't show up <laughs> and they finally got him to come into the building after getting traded. Um, and it was like one of those things. And we always joked like, because, you know, training camp was so hard um, and the way that we were getting into the season, uh, we always, as long as we could keep it close for the first half of the game, by the time we got to the second half, the other team would be just as tired as we were. And we were so used to being that tired that we could then beat them. So as long as we keep it close in the first half, it, it, we've had a chance going in the second half. Um, and so that was kind of one of those things. It was like, it was, you know, you, you hear other, I remember, you know, and I was young too, it was rookie second year guy and talking to guys that, you know, I was, was in college with and everything They're like, Oh yeah. You know, we, we didn't have, uh, we weren't hitting all this week. You know, it was all shells practices and everything. It was like, wait, we were in full pads on Friday. Like, what do you mean yeah. you, you were in shells all week? So it was, that that does i mean it spreads guys talk like there's there's no way around it i mean players talk they talk to their agents um and so everyone knows if there's a bad situation everyone knows about it absolutely so they're they're playing the texans this week and i i would say it's fair that he's embarrassed himself and embarrassed the franchise here's it's just my own thought here if they are trailing to the texans after the first quarter or say they're down 14-3 at half shot con mid game Send your dude down there and just and 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 just take him out of the stadium. What do you think, Orlando? Like, like let let let's do it like like just absolute like I don't know old school old school style. You're out of here mid game. See you later, Irvin. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be horrible to do. But I think if they lose to the Texans, they know that you know the writing's on the wall. Whether he does it this week or or end of the season, uh, he's you know he's coming out saying all the right things, but he's not necessarily supporting what his what his head coach is doing. But uh, he's coming out, you know, not firing them yet. But you lose to the Texans or you're down to the Texans. You know you, you've lost the locker room, the coaching staff. 
it's not a good situation. I think it's I think he'll be one and done uh, in 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 Jacksonville. Yeah. See, I I don't think I, I, I this is tough for me because I don't think anything that happens in this Texans game is going to decide the fate of Urban. I mean, I think the locker room's already lost. Um, I assume the coaching staff is pretty much lost as well. Um, so, like, you know, when you say like, oh, if, if they go down against the Texans, you know, they might lose the locker room. I think that locker room's done. Um, and so, I, I it's going to be interesting. You know, Con come out and said something about he was talking about his auto business and um, the amount of failures that he had on his way to building the the company that he has and, and how he made all his money. And he goes, you know, no one ever saw those failures because it's the auto parts business and no one, no one really cares. He's like, this is, you know, much more in front. There's, you know, articles, there's newspapers, like everything's talked about. Um, and that was kind of telling to me when talking about failure, um, you know, it seems like he's already made his mind that this is a failure. You know, when, you, when you're talking about your other failures in business that no one else saw, they, it, it kind of, that, that got to me, it was like, oh, wait, maybe he, maybe he's projecting a little bit. So, um, I, I don't think it's going to matter. I, I, I would be surprised like if, if Jacksonville wins out and they win the rest of the games, I, I mean, maybe they save his job, like save urban's job, but I just, I don't see it happening because I don't think those players really care that much, um, with everything that I've heard coming out of Jacksonville. Well, Nick, Nick, to your point a little bit about failures though, I know when you, we've all, we've all had them. And you're always trying to correct them at some point, right? And it's one thing if you got a guy that comes to work early, leaves late, he's grinding, trying to figure it out. His players buy into what he's saying or doing. But this is a complete dumpster fire at this point, right? Like nobody's buying into So you see the writing on the wall as an owner. I don't think you can get coaches, quality coaches there next year, even if you have them, you know, you know, re, you know, you try to find some different coaches to fix this thing. Players aren't going to want to come there. So he has to understand that in the big picture, like just you won't find good players and coaches to come to your staff if they hear the stories that they're that's coming out now. Yeah, and I think you look at the you look at the comparison between uh, Jacksonville with Urban and the Lions with uh, Dan Campbell. Like I feel like the Lions have bought in to what Dan's selling. Like in you yep. know they've been losing and it stinks. But when you saw when they got that one win, they were you know they were excited and they were together and they, they had a, you know, it was a great celebration. I think that is so much different than what's going on in Jacksonville. I think that shows the different bio, you know, when you see these two different teams, pretty much the same thing, you know, they, Jacksonville has that, you know, first round, first pick quarterback, but, you know, Denver or Detroit doesn't, um, but they still have the makeup of, you know, rebuilding team that is trying to, to find their footing. It seems like the lions have a much more bought in, locker room than Jacksonville does. Yeah, I think Urban, it's just so many distractions there. Week, week in and week out, whether he's going to college, USC or whatever the, the rumors are, there's always something in Jacksonville other than they won a game, right? So whenever you have those distractions outside and you're not winning games, that's just a recipe for, you know, not a good outcome. 
All right, let's let's move on here. But this is I, I haven't hear, heard you guys go this deep on a dude. And I and I do wonder, like, where's the invitation? Nick Mangles never met Urban in, in person. Does it sound like you have either Orlando? Come on. No, no, I, yeah, I've met, I've met him a couple of times. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. I'm just wondering if the, I mean, is he inviting guys back when he's there or is he just like not, not good to the alumni, which we can't be having. Come on. Um, but all right, <laughs> Todd, let, let's do, let's do some power rankings here as uh week 15. I, I want it. Look, you got 26 or 32 teams that are within one game or, and, or in the playoffs. And you also have uh, with four weeks to go three way tie for the best record in both the AFC and the NFC. Uh, from our friends over at ESPN, that's the first time this has happened uh, through week 14 since the conferences were formed in 1970. I mean, we've got some incredible parody. So the pressure's on. Uh, Nick, you go first here. Your top five teams in the NFL right now, uh, go uh, either however you want to rank them, one on down or five to one, your choice. But top five in the NFL right now. Uh, top five in the NFL right now, uh, to me, it's – do I have to go in order or can it be just the top five? Cause all right. So if I'm, I'll go in order. Cause I feel, I'm feeling frisky. Um, I'll go green Bay is number one. I, I put them at the top. Uh, I'm going to follow them with uh, the Buccaneers and then Kansas city. And then from there, um, uh, this one's tough. I, I obviously hate it um, personally, but uh, I'm not. The rookie quarterback still scares me, but I'm going to put the Patriots because of that defense um, and the way that they're running the ball. And then I've got the Rams. Um, and then the sneaky one that I'm going to put in there because I feel like the Cardinals are, are now on their shaky side. I'm going to sneak because I think they're coming back up. I'm going to sneak the Cowboys in. I think you just did six. You've got. Let me just let's recap. We got Green Bay, Tampa, Bay. the Chiefs. You put New England, and then who that's four. Who's your five? Is it the Rams, the Cardinals, or the Cowboys? You gotta you gotta knock somebody out. Oh, the, okay. So I'll take the Rams. Cowboys are getting I'll take the Rams. Rams okay, so the Rams are in your five and the Cardinals and Cowboys get get bonged out. All right, the Nick Mangle top five. Orlando NFC heavy. Are you are you uh, differing from your partner? A, a little bit. I, I have Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Um, I have the Rams in there. Uh, at three. And I, at three. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, you might catch me. I'm excited about this win off of AZ uh, versus the Cardinals last last week. Um, and then I have the the Cowboy of New England, and then the Cowboys. Wow. What what do you what do you love about Dallas to put them there? You know what I think they're I think they're 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 getting guys healthy. Uh, th their defensive line is coming along. They played really well last week. I think you know when you got three or four guys on that defensive line and Parsons is playing like an absolute beast uh, in there. I think uh, when you have a strong defense, they get Zeke going in that running game. Uh, you know Dak's not playing his best football right now, but I think if they can run the run the ball and play good defense, I think they have a, a chance to to win down the stress and then. The NFC East is so weak, uh, you know, they'll run away with that. And hopefully they may get a bye um, in, in that in that regard. But I, and I got New England down there at the end just because they're rookie quarterback. I think uh, their coaching staff, the way they develop those guys are great. But 
you know, when the playoffs start, it's going to be a different game, a different type of pressure on that quarterback. All right, so let's look ahead to the playoffs, and we're looking at the Super Bowl future market, winbet.com, uh, for all your gambling needs here. So right now, up top, it's the Bucks are plus 475, and the Chiefs plus 550, Green Bay plus 625, New England plus 675, the Cardinals plus 900, the Rams plus 1,100, then we'll put the Cowboys in there plus 1,200. Who do you think, Orlando, is the most overvalued, the public's betting on them, but they will not be there in the end of the top teams? I think uh, Arizona. Did you have the – yeah, Arizona in that. What what was Arizona's? Plus 900 or – 900, the fifth best team. Yeah, yeah, I think they're, they're overvalued. I think, uh, you know, obviously, you know, what Kyler Murray's done has been phenomenal this year, but I just know – I don't know defensively if they have enough that, that can make a run. And, and Connor, he's playing great at, at that running back position. I just don't know if they're, they don't have the experience that some other teams in that NFC have when you have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady uh, and, and those type of teams that, that, that's been there and done that before. So uh, the best thing for them is to get home, home field advantage. I don't see Arizona going to Green Bay and possibly winning in Green Bay in the cold in, in January. So um, just my take on it. I think they're the most overvalued team on that list. Yeah. You know, I look at when I see the list and I, I'm intrigued um, and it's my own biases, but, and I think they are a good team and I think they will make a run for it. But with the rookie quarterback, I think at plus 675 for New England, um, it, it just seems. It, it, I don't see them winning the Super Bowl. So when, when you have them that high, uh, knowing they have a rookie quarterback, at some point they, they were able to play that Buffalo game and have him only throw three times um, and, and still got the win, which is fantastic. I mean, that's great coaching. You know, you, you go to what you can do and you get the win no matter what it takes. But at some point there's going to come a time where he needs to win the game. Um, and you won't be able to hide him, especially in the playoffs when everything's going. Um, it just I, and I don't know. I know he's been in big games in, in college and everything, and, and that's that's all well and good. But the NFL playoffs are completely different, and there, there's something uh, extra special about them. And there's something about you know the the tournament style. Um, and so I just I don't put the faith in a rookie quarterback. So to have them at plus six seventy five. Um, it seems like a, a low number um, for a team that's probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Love it. Finally, somebody go with the Patriots. Feels good. Let's do, uh, let's do the undervalued. Who could actually make a run here uh, who's not getting the top of the market love? We'll start with the Broncos plus 15,000, the Vikings plus 10,000, and then we'll edge in the Bengals are at plus 5,000, the Niners plus 3,500. And then your 3,000s are the Ravens, Colts, and Browns. Uh, Orlando, who do you think could actually make a run here of those teams and could get hot? You know what? That, that's, a, that's an easy question for me. The, the Indianapolis Colts, man, are a, a, a very undervalued team. I think when they have a running game, their offensive line is phenomenal. They play good defense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor at running back is should be an MVP candidate. And Carson Wentz, he's a guy, if you can keep him healthy, they have a shot. So when you look at nobody's really talking about the Colts and what, they, what they're what they doing, they make it into the playoffs with, with that strong run game. Um, you know, obviously they, they have a chance to, to, to get to the Super Bowl. 
Um, I know this will make uh, Orlando happy, um, but the one I'm intrigued by is Cleveland uh, plus 3,000. Um, you know, they have had their injuries, um, but they still have pretty solid defense. And if they get healthy, they could make a run at it. Um, you know, I, I think, it, and that's a big if. So it's all about the injuries. If they get healthy, um, they have a solid offensive line. They have a great run game. They have great defense. Baker um, could be enough to get him on a run. Um, so I, I would probably say Cleveland has, uh, I think, good value to it um, if they get healthy. You know what? I think it always comes down to health. But this year, just watching the, the, the sports channels over the past couple of days, it seems like seven or eight teams are in protocol. So you just never know. dude. I wonder if the NFL has to go in the bubble. I know if I was an owner, hey, you know, for the playoffs, we make a playoffs. We got to go in the bubble, stay in the hotel just to keep everybody safe. Because if you lose a, a key player, you know, to COVID during the playoffs, that could that could ruin your chances in itself. It's the Wild West out there right now. There's no doubt about it. Hey, let, let's look at the divisions real quick. New England's nine and four, second place, Buffalo seven and six. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens and the Browns division out of it. The Titans are nine and four. The Colts are seven and six. The Chiefs are nine and four. The Chargers are eight and five. And then you've got in the NFC one interesting race with the Cardinals 10 and three, the Rams nine and four. Who of those second place teams, Rams are in there, and then you've got the Chargers, and then you've got the Bills, and you've got the Colts. Who could actually come out on top in the division if you were betting on? Somebody falling at the top and, and a second place team coming up. Nick, anybody jump out at you? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I actually, uh, it's funny. I was doing this yesterday uh, before uh, we even started thinking about the show for today. Um, I looked at the futures for the divisions and seeing what kind of value was in there. Um, and so I sprinkled a little bit um, and I took the Rams at plus 450, Bengals plus 300, and Chargers at plus 225 all to win the division. Um, you know, it was just, it's a little taste. They're all right there. I mean, the Rams being the biggest one. I, I At plus 450, um, you know, with the way that they just dismantled the, the Cardinals, um, and if they can go on a run, if they've settled down from the hype of the super team and you get Matthew Stafford running, um, throwing the way that he was, you know, Aaron Donald obviously has it played a massive game. Uh, against the Cardinals, you know, I think that's a, a fantastic value um, to win the division at plus 450 uh, when they're right there. You know, it seems seems fairly easy on that one. Uh, obviously, Vegas knows something that I don't, um, but I figure a little sprinkle here in the uh, middle of December isn't a bad idea. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm going to stick with my, my, my last theme with the Indianapolis Colts. I just think Unless Derrick Henry comes back, I think they could catch the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee ha has had some injuries in the past, and I'm not sure if they face each other again towards the end of the season or not. But if they do, uh, you know, if they win those games, I think they have an opportunity to to uh, to, to win that division. The the Colts have the Pats. They're at Arizona. Ooh, and, and, ooh. maybe and, and, oh, no, I didn't look at their schedule. I didn't look at their schedule. <laughs> well, well, you got you you got the Raiders at home and then at Jacksonville to end it to to soften that. Okay, gotcha. but they 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 got to they they got to get New England. But the Titans have a uh, have a have a tough road here too, and they got Pittsburgh this week. So it, it's okay. it, it, it's on it's on the table. Uh, I mean, I, I like 
uh, I like the Tennessee to beat Pittsburgh, but the Steelers are favored in the game. So we got that going on. All right. Uh, better playoff run. We'll do this uh, on, on, a, on a rapid fire here. New England or Buffalo? Better playoff run, Orlando? Uh, New England. I think they just uh, they, they have a little confidence. They own that division, so I think they'll make a, a better run in Buffalo. I don't like rookie quarterbacks, um, but I also don't like the Mr. or Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of Buffalo. Um, so I'm going to stay with the the steady Eddie of New England and that defense and the run game. AFC North, Baltimore or Cleveland? Nick, you're up first. Um, I will take. I mean, Baltimore. They just they have no weapons other than Lamar. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say Cleveland. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say Cleveland too. I just I think uh, Baltimore has too many injuries to overcome, uh, and now Lamar's banged up a little bit. So I don't I think Cleveland will make a better playoff run. To the South, Orlando. We know you're going with the Colts, but uh, Nick, Titans or Colts? Um, ooh, I will go. I'll go Colts too. I feel. If they could get healthy, if they get A.J. Brown back and Derrick Henry back, I mean, Titans all the way. They scrappy defense. Um, but, again, that if of the injury, and that's the – I feel like we're, we're saying that for every team right now uh, other than, you know, a handful of them. We're like, well, you know, if they get healthy, they're going to be good. In Orlando, if, if, if Derrick Henry pops back up, you still sticking with the Colts? Well, that, that'll be tough. I think uh, if, if, there, if, if he can run – Tennessee will be tough. It, it, it's all contingent on if Derrick Henry comes back because nobody wants to see that guy. And a fresh Derrick Henry, too, fresh legs in the playoff could be dangerous for opposing teams. AFC West, Chiefs, Chargers. Anybody want to take the Chargers? Nah, Chiefs playing too strong right now. Their defense is, is stepping up. Uh, and, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes isn't playing great football, but he's doing enough to win. win. So I think they're, they're hitting their stride right now. Uh, the... The excitement in me wants to see the Chargers do well just because I like Herbert and I like what they're doing out there. But uh, the Chiefs, I think, are hitting their stride at the perfect time. Thursday night going to be a good one. And then lastly, uh, let's go NFC and let's take the Rams and Arizona, which I think everybody's focused in on here. Uh, Nick, let, what, let's let Orlando sit in the background here with his Rams. You, you got the Cardinals okay. or, the, or, or, or L.A. going deeper? Um, I'm taking LA, you know, I think the, the experience uh, of the Rams, uh, you know, I think they had that dip, you know, after the super team was formed. Uh, but I think they're coming back up and, and they'll go to the top. Orlando, you're sticking with your Rams. Oh, uh, you know that all day, man. I, I, uh, I'm still riding <laughs> high off this big win in Arizona. So I think, uh, I think Sean McVay went back to the drawing board. He, the way he called the game the other night was great. If you can get back to that, they can play action, get Odell, get uh, Cooper Cup out there, make some plays. They have a chance. All right, before we make our picks, the Chiefs and, and Chargers, which we just mentioned, are playing Thursday night football. Brandon Staley had his Chargers getting in the cold tub right after their Sunday game. There was no – they just jumped right into the recovery. And Nick is brought up offline basically every week here about how much he loved spa day. And he would wear his, his road – you want green for the road games and white for home. Is that right? No, home, home was green. White was away. Okay. Home, home green, white away, uh, manicure, pedicure, massage, steam, whirlpool. Everybody was out of the facility. Nick owned it. Just had his music going. The dude loves spa day. Right. Right. That was like the, Love I mean, 
<laughs> so, so the spot is the best. So, okay. You can't do it on Friday though. Now you've got a Thursday game and it's a huge game. Uh, how hard would you guys say it is for your bodies to recover and, and play in a, and, and they're, they're trying to scheme this as best they can, but how hard is it for guys to get ready to play in a huge game on Thursday night, Nick? Um, it, it, it's crazy difficult and it all depends on, um, you know, a lot of it depends on the age of your players. You know, if you have younger, if, if it's a younger team, um, those guys will not care. You know, they'll, they'll get their recovery in and they'll be fine by Monday um, and ready to roll on Thursday. If you have older veterans um, who need that time, who need um, the ability to get their body right. I mean, I remember when I, when I first got in the league, <clears throat> we'd play Sunday at 1 p.m. Monday morning, I was like, all right, you know, I feel good. But, you know, let's get going. Um, and I'd see a bunch of the older guys and they'd be, you know, slowly moving everything and be like, you know, what's wrong with you? And they go, oh, it'll, it'll catch you. Don't worry. And I noticed as I went through, um, it, the timeline just kept getting longer and longer. And so, you know, by the end of the career, um, you know, I'm looking at like Thursday morning, um, Thursday afternoon, I, I was just starting to get right after a, a 1 p.m. Uh, Sunday game. And so like, you know, your, your body starts feeling better and, and getting moving. Um, so to condense that down and get that recovery in two days, I mean, it's a full focus of what you need to do for your body, trying to get yourself right, making sure you're not just laying on the couch, but you're actually doing movements and, and stretching and, and, you know, getting, keeping your body moving, um, just to try to flush everything out. Uh, so it's a big challenge and it is, especially for older guys rather than younger guys. Um, and so, you know, that, that is the challenge of Thursday night games where, especially with the travel and everything. I mean, that takes it out of you. you. You play on Sunday and, you know, Wednesday you're flying to wherever you need to go. So um, it, it's a big challenge and it, it's going to be, you know, especially as you get later in the year too. So, you know, as in September, it's not as bad. December, you know, it, it's much worse. Yep, I agree with all those stages of your career. If you're, if you're you know, obviously the older you get, the longer recovery time you need. But then it's also about the team you played before. If you played a physical, physical game before and you have a Thursday night where you have to travel, that makes it extremely difficult because your body takes that much more energy uh, in terms of recovery. Um, so you may need a couple spa days, maybe a Monday and, and, and Tuesday spa day uh, combined just to try to get your body up and, and moving and, and getting back to normal. But uh, it, those Thursday night games are tough all the way around, man, because you can't prepare. Preparation is not that good, you know, that great. And then, you know, obviously your body's still, still, you know, a little banged up from the week before. So I didn't like them when I played, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're money for the league, man. So that, the owners are the only people that's really happy in that situation. Did you do spa day in your own Orlando version like uh, your, your friend Nick here? Oh, absolutely. I, I used to get a couple massages during the, during the week. Uh, you know what I mean? Hot, cold tub, all those things, steam, sauna, like all those things that, you know, just try to get your body feeling good, you know, and then, you know, you go out and beat it up again on Sunday. So uh, towards the end of my career, I used to get a couple of massages, two, two hour massages a week, just to try to get my body back, back to normal. Two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. 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 My masseuse said, I, I was, I, I, maybe she was hustling me. She was like, Hey, Orlando, you're too big to just get 60 minutes. We need to get you two hour massages. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, but I, but I'm asleep. So I, I you know, that, that's it. So. Did, did the team pay for it? Or did you guys have to take care of that yourself? How does that work? 
the team did one, uh, the team did one during the week on, on, on our off day. And then I had, you know, masseuse come to the house too. So just cause okay. I needed, I needed, you know, those are things, the luxuries of my life I needed at that point, man, just to get out on the field. So that's, 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 <laughs> that's awesome. Right, Nick? Yeah, at that point, it wasn't a luxury anymore. It was necessity. <laughs> it was necessity. You're right. You're right. You're right. Investment. All right. Let, let's make some picks here, y'all. As we mentioned at the start of the show, Orlando was one and two. Uh, he did. Uh, Orlando, you, you you got the Cowboys over over the Washington football team, even though uh, Dallas certainly made that interesting late. And then, uh, Nick, you rolled. You, you had uh, the Chargers over the Giants. You snuck through with Baltimore, who covered against Cleveland, and uh-huh. you, you you hit your under uh, on on the Jets and the Saints. So uh, again, 24 and 16, Orlando 18 and 22. But we're just moving forward. Don't worry about that right now. Uh, Nick, pick of the week, WinBet.com for all your gambling needs. Pick of the week. Uh, this week I'm going with, and I don't understand this line. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me uh, with, with the way that things have been going. So I'm, I'm rolling with it. I'm taking New England uh, plus two and a half versus Indy. I know it's at Indy, um, but I don't think that really matters. Um, you know, I, I think New England will keep rolling. Um, and so the fact that they're underdogs is uh, is kind of shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. for me, I'm... Um... Jim Mercer and the coach should send me a jersey after this show for as much as much as I pubbed him. I'm going with the New England <laughs> Indianapolis Colts over the New England Patriots. Uh, they're getting two and a half. So I am right. I am on the Colts hard this week. Uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously I may get a win against Nick on this game. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, let's go. I like head to head. This is we're, we're next leveling it right now. Mm-hmm. Orlando, give, give me your upset. Uh, I think I think the Saints plus eleven uh, versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay came off a tough game last week against Buffalo. Uh, you know, if you, you, Saints play a good deep brand of defense, I think it'll be closer than that eleven. So I'm going with the Saints. That was a, a tough game. Um, I I like <laughs> this is a good one. I like Houston plus three and a half versus Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville is a dumpster fire. Um, and so I feel like uh, Houston, they just kind of have to go out there and, and not turn the ball over, and they should win the game. So um, Houston plus three and a half versus Jacksonville. I almost took that one, Nick. That's what I did. I, because Jacksonville is such a dumpster fire, man. Anybody can go in there and beat them right now. Yeah. I mean, you got to play for your own job security, but I, if you pulled the Jaguar players, they'd be like, hey, Let's embarrass the living daylights out of him and lose to the Texans. I bet you have a lot of votes in that locker room. Uh, all right, over unders. Let's uh, Nick, you're up. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so the one I'm, I, this is my pick. I just saw something scroll across that uh, there might be COVID involved with this game. Uh, so it's it's with an asterisk. Um, but Raiders Browns. Uh, I'm taking the over forty. Um, you know, I think these two teams can score. Um, and so uh, I'm going with it. I'm a little concerned because I didn't get to dive into what the COVID extravaganza is with that game. Um, but, you know, I'll keep my fingers crossed. 40 is a, a pretty low number for these two teams. So uh, I'm sticking with it. Re- real time show. I'm going to give you a chance to, you can stick with it or not stick it, but Baker Mayfield is positive for COVID. 
Of course. Had to be Baker. Um, I'm going to stick with it. Just <laughs> I made my pick. Um, you know, I, I live and die by my picks. And so I'm going to stick with it. Um, hopefully it's one of the quick COVID cases. Uh, he'll be back out there on Sunday. Although Case Keenum in the bad, you know, uh, backup. Yeah, not a bad Not a bad fall back. Right. For me, I'm going with the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going over 44 points. I thought Justin Fields played well the other night against Green Bay. Kirk Cousins, I think they'll put us some numbers up in this game. That we can tantal offline because I'm interested in that take. I, I feel like the motion <laughs> is a little bit long on my guy. Yeah, Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. He's got like uh, some. He's got to get that ball up there and get it out. I don't know. Maybe you, I, is that he'll, no? He'll learn that after you get a few more sacks. He'll learn uh, you know you know another off season under his belt. He'll, he'll get rid of that ball a lot quicker. Okay. All right. He's, he's there's got to be a little, little 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 tweak. Little tweak. That's all. It's it's all they need in Chicago outside of some other major tweaks. Gentlemen, great stuff. Uh, week 15. The, this is as wild as of an NFL season as we've had. So uh, enjoy Thursday night. And uh, Orlando, I'm going to be watching your Colts the rest of the way. When I see when I see the the horseshoe, I'm going to be thinking of you uh, with all that Colt love today. Absolutely. But uh, the Colt love. <laughs> thanks, thanks for watching, Big Man Bets. Winbet.com for all your gambling needs. W y n n b e t dot com and check out BetSided. Uh, fansided.com forward slash betsided as well. Gentlemen, we'll see you next week. I see you. Thank you, you guys.